Welcome back to Widehorn. Welcome back to Widehorn. Listeners, it has been a little bit. We've been missing you as always. Happy to get going here with Alec Palmer on the West Coast on a Wednesday. Alec, how the fuck are you? I told myself, you know, we went to a little festival this weekend. Had a couple drinks on Saturday. Sunday went to the ball game, right? Had a couple drinks there too, right? We're not going too crazy. Just have a little bit of fun living life. I said, let's hold off to this weekend for another casual drink. What did I do instead? I bought a bottle of rosé. I treated myself. You deserve it once in a while, Dylan. So that's how I'm doing, if you catch where I'm going with this. so. Oh, I catch where you're going, baby. I love it. I love it. And as always, listeners, we are bringing you the best in podcast content. Hope you missed us. We've sure as hell missed you guys. we got a banger coming off the speakers today, as always. We're going to be talking about drum roll, please. That was a terrible attempt at a drum roll. Yeah. Exercise classes. Mm. What's the what guy's the name fu- from the uh, with the with the the curly hair who does the uh, the jazzer size classes? You know what I'm talking about. Oh my God! Is it Rick? Is it Randy? It's it's it's, some, a, it's, it's, some... it's some. Hold on, I know it. people <laughs> listening to this podcast know exactly what it is right now. I gotta look it up because I literally we we had a we had a party a couple uh, a couple weeks ago in Palm Springs, and one of our buddies who was there. Um, oh, gonna bother me oh my god you have to we have to look it up do you want to look it up or should i look it up yeah i'll I'll find it i'll find it but that's actually a great segue into what i want to talk about which is dude they say life is like a circle right we in the 80s we had we had jazzercise whatever the fuck you want to call it now in the 2020s we'll call it now we got fucking pelotons we got yeah soul cycle We've got – and we've had this shit for a while. But let me tell you, all the rage of motherfuckers just getting on that shit, putting their headphones on, just absolutely pedaling their heart out. I love the energy. I love it. Alec, I know that you're a big – I know that you're a big cycle guy. A big cycle guy. Before I get into that, I found the name Richard Simmons. Now you'll Richard. never forget. Our, our boy Dick. <laughs> you'll never forget it. Um, I love it. Yeah, man. Big fan of the, big fan of the spin classes. It kind of – so for me, it, it started with my mom. Because growing up, we used to go to uh, InShape in Brantford, Connecticut, and they had the spin classes, and my mom would always be like, I'm going spinning. And I'm like, okay, as a young kid, like I didn't really grasp what that was. And uh, dude, it's a life changer. It's a game changer. I really enjoy it. You break a sweat. Every single time, hands down, at least 650 to 700 calories for 45 minutes. You can't beat it. Plus, you just move it to the beat. You're doing two front, two back. You're doing the side to side, the sways. You know, you get into it. But have you ever done one of those classes before? Yeah, absolutely. I actually did spin class in college my senior spring for a quarter credit. Really? Get the hell out of class. For class, I took three regular classes, and I took I took three point two five credits that semester, and that two five was fucking spin three days Wait, a week. Let me. What tell year you. was that? This was twenty eighteen. Yes, okay. and I was I was cruising, and let me tell you right now exactly what you said. Burn a lot of calories, a lot of movement, and yep. it's it's a lot of fun. The music's mm-hmm. fucking tight, especially if you have a good instructor who likes mm-hmm. to keep the tempo. Yeah, you know, as a as a fitness professional on the side myself, you mm-hmm. know, I've done one on one trainings, I've done some group stuff, and I I'll, I'll tell you, nothing gets me going harder than a fucking group setting where people are yeah. raging and you just get to play off that energy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's infectious, man. It really is. Well, I think too, you hit the nail on the head when you said the group energy. They have a lot of classes nowadays too, where you can actually see other people's scores. I think. I haven't actually done a Peloton class. Have you done a Peloton class before? I've never done one. No, I just do the free ride. I'm okay. a bit of a basic bitch. No, no, it's fine. I've, I've never done. I've never done a Peloton class. I'd be open to doing it, but they have a, um, this place in San Diego called Cycle Bar. I'm sure they have them throughout the country. But essentially, your bike is hooked up to some kind of 
tech thing, and everybody's bike is shown on the screen. It's a competition. Who is, you know, I think it's like a power me- metric. Mm-hmm. So it's like however hard you're pedaling compared to another like the number of RPMs and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, man, they're getting pretty innovative with this shit, and I I really enjoy it. And there's a lot of other ones out there too. I know we're just talking about spin, but I was talking to you earlier about F45 and uh, and how that's a big thing out here for for people who don't know what F45 is. I've never done one of these classes. I, I feel like I've been saying that a lot. That means I should start trying some of these classes. F45, from what I heard, not a lot of mirrors. Get in, get out. 45 minutes, you're done. Right, just do your thing, and it seems like a pretty pretty nice way to start up a workout but workout class too the same exact thing so yeah, yeah and i mean those 45 minutes i'd say i mean i don't know f45 in particular but any yeah. of the exercise classes that are 30 45 minutes around mm-hmm. these parts they're yeah. intense i mean that yeah. whole time you're you're pretty much moving and again as somebody who has instructed those before yeah you know there's a lot of thought that goes into it there's a lot of movement that goes into it and to prep. get people sh- yeah and to get people showing up consistently um, it, yeah. It's definitely not. It's not an easy thing. So you have to bring energy. You have to bring you know that passion to it and getting people moving because it's hard. They're mm-hmm. not fun. Even even for somebody who considers myself like in decent shape, mm-hmm. I am always fucking sweating and dying mm-hmm. at the end, wishing yeah. like, Jesus, why did I show up? Well, I think one of the beauty of those kinds of classes too is it's yes, you're having somebody kind of guide you through it and walk you through it, but a lot of it's on you. It's a lot of self discipline to be like, all right, am I pushing myself hard enough? Like, is this the hardest I can go? Can I, you know, can I flip it up? a notch can i can i turn it on more and it, re- it really is just up to you too i mean which is life you know which is anything you know you're doing a workout by yourself it's the same exact thing um yeah another really cool thing too that i started doing shout out to my friend melissa melissa if you're listening thanks for this one um there's a studio in san diego called verve studios and uh verve what they do a little bit different is is they put on headphones for everybody so you can actually hear the instructor yeah. in your ear and you've got the music blasting here and you could turn up the volume as much as you want they turn up the bass at the front it's it's freaking great and I, I actually really enjoy that too i'm not a big fan of the silent discos per se as far as like doing <laughs> that in general i think it looks kind of fucking weird if you ask me but um yeah it's pretty cool to be doing that outside with with everybody and uh, the headphones it's, it's pretty sweet i, I enjoy well, that one. well i lo- i love the headphones aspect of it though because you got like 20 people listening to beyonce and then you got those two weirdos like listening to fucking Slipknot or Metallica or heavy metal like <laughs> yeah. just, just crushing it yeah and so it's yeah. funny you bring that up because every morning at like 7 7 30 uh they actually have this truck get this truck comes and it mm-hmm. brings in these bikes okay it's like a fucking it's like a big freighter it comes mm-hmm. in it drops off all these bikes and they set them up outside and then people throw the headphones on and they bike looking at the boston skyline every no <laughs> and it's kind of bad and let me tell you about these motherfuckers are hard core yeah, they're bet. not they're not just showing up there when it's you know 70 and breezy they're no. out there when it's raining they're mm-hmm. out there when it's snowing mm-hmm. they are out there fucking pedaling like 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 somebody's trying to like kill them or steal something yeah. from them. It, it, <laughs> like they're running it's, away yeah it's incredible and you know what i gotta give the people that set it up credit too because they promote it really well mm-hmm. and clearly their classes are well attended because yeah. i have never gone out there and seen less than 20 people pedaling so yeah so so the whole class you know component of of doing these with these workouts right in my opinion they haven't they haven't necessarily been around forever they've been around for a good amount of time like i said like you know my mom's not that old i'm not that old but they've done they've been around for at least 15 years or so right like so it was happening when we were younger what do you think about 
now is driving people to do these group classes. And and mind you, I'm talking about nece- not necessarily post-COVID or, you know, whatever, wherever time frame we're in right now. Pre-COVID, too. I mean, they were still big, like, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago. What do you think about this setup of a fitness environment is drawing more people to want to do this kind of stuff? What do you think it is? Yeah, two things. Number one, I think it's community. Mm-hmm. I think people really understand that when they're showing up and you're seeing the same faces you know, every day or every week, it's reinforcing that idea of like, oh, I'm getting to meet new people, you know, rather than always going to the bar, or going to like a coffee shop, right? Mm-hmm. Exercise and fitness is a great way to meet different people yeah. and start to kind of form those connections. So I think community is a big part. The other aspect of it, number two, would definitely be the barrier of entry. I think that by having these classes, having the equipment, not having to make an investment, hey, listen, if you could buy a Peloton, congratulations, you're richer than I am. Mm-hmm. But if you can't afford that, you know, there's a great opportunity to go and try these classes. Sometimes they give, you know, free trials or shit like yeah. that where you can go, you know, try before you buy. And I think that um, it's becoming more accessible and more affordable, at least here in the city um, where, there, where there is that um, – Access and, and that demand for it, but I listen. I think that there are a lot of other things too that you know maybe I'm not mentioning. But when I think about my own desire to go and do these fitness groups, like mm-hmm. it's a hundred percent those two things yeah. at least for me. Let me ask you this: Do you think I know I talked about having some self discipline in a group workout class, right? They can't keep their eyes on every single person. Yes, they're training and they're coaching as a whole, right? But for me personally. I think it's because a lot of people don't know how to work out on their own and they Fair. need somebody to kind of also kind of beat them down a little bit and breathe on their shoulder and breathe down their neck and be like, hey, you got to push harder. Hey, you got to push harder because not everybody's self-disciplined enough to be able to tell themselves to do that. I know that there's a lot of days where I'm not. So that's why I do a fitness class like that. It's a lot easier for me to be able to go ahead and have somebody else freaking throw rocks at me than for me to throw rocks at myself for lack of better terms. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, accountability, I think, is definitely a key component as well. It's just difficult, though, because you always have to ride that fine line. And this is something that I knew doing my own instruction is you want to push people hard and get them to get a, you know, a really good workout in. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to push them so far where they don't want to come back. Yeah, And that is a really fine line because you can get a great workout and you can push yourself. But, you know, excuse me, not everybody is willing to go as far as – everybody else or you know just Mm -hmm. because that one person um is really is really into it that one day or that one week it's you know it's really hard to sustain that over time so you want to make it just difficult enough where they really feel the burn and having that competition like you mentioned is Mm -hmm. a great addition to that Mm -hmm. but you also need to make it realistic you need to make it repeatable and i think that's something where i'm hoping these classes are starting to help that is the consistency but because it's really hard to stick to kind of a fitness routine, especially if you don't know what you're doing, like you said. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, it's definitely going to make it a lot, a lot more difficult. And well, I was going to ask you too, having worked in the fitness industry, having clientele and and whatnot, speak on behalf of what have you seen in regards to other trainers out there who maybe had a tough time connecting with clientele. I mean, do you know of anybody like that? I mean, obviously, without saying any names, or do you know? I mean, or was everybody around you pretty good and the, the companies that you've worked with were relatively good at hiring and, you know, were able to bring on people or trainers that resonated with a good amount of their clients? Yeah. So my first opportunity once I got certified actually came through 
uh, a person, a personal trainer at the gym that I was currently working out at. Um, he hooked me up with you know a little bit of a recommendation, and then I went through the process, and I was basically given an offer to come and work at this commercial gym, mm-hmm. and I decided not to do it for scheduling reasons. I work a full time job; I didn't didn't have the time to commit. This to guy it. works. Um, yeah, I work right. Money, it's a thing. You need mm-hmm. it. You do need uh, it. Go figure. But so I I got that recommendation through them, and I started you know thinking about well, what do I actually want to do, and that that led me back to the guy who initially recruited me mm-hmm. uh, to go work at this gym and he was kind of doing his own side gig so I was like look man I appreciate what you're doing on the side I was like I don't know if you're trying to scale that or what your deal is don't want to get you in trouble but I would love an opportunity to come shadow under you mentor mm-hmm. under you and you know I'll work out your overflow clients on the side for free and mm-hmm. I was like I just want the experience yeah and so I started working for this guy he paid me you know nothing crazy uh, to start because you wanted to see okay what can I what can I send this guy mm-hmm. and you know one thing led to another and um, I, I got to give a shout out Braun Braun Core Fitness if you're in the Boston area uh, I am no longer trainer there um, just again because my schedule's too crazy I got a fucking dog I got a girlfriend you know I got a mortgage not not yet I'm just kidding but <laughs> one, one day but I just I don't have time got to six be doing kids. all that stuff Braun Core <laughs> Fitness man that guy's a fucking beast um, but he and, and Braun is the one that kind of got me going and. You know, I think he instilled in me what is really important, not just as a trainer, but it, but in being a business professional um, more broadly. And that is just you got to be personal, man. You got to be yeah. professional, and you got to be you got to really want to understand what you're selling, your product, you. Mm-hmm. You know, you also more importantly have to understand the people that you're selling to. You got to really yeah. understand that um, it isn't a sale; it's actually a journey that this person's going on. And if you can make them feel like they can't live without you. And that what you're doing isn't just bringing them physical fitness, but mental fitness and mm-hmm. and comfort and emotional, you know, support. That is what keeps somebody coming back. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been an incredible journey up to this point. I'm not doing it as much as I'd like to anymore, but uh, man, what a journey it is to be able to go and do that stuff. You learn yeah. a lot, and and you know. It just makes you. It makes you better at other things. It sharpens yeah, your man. skills. I can't. I can't say the same. I have. Uh, I have no desire to tell anybody else how to work out. <laughs> so let me give you the flip side of things, right? I was just gonna say. Tell me a little bit about your world. When it comes to when it comes to fitness, right? Of course, I love working out. I also love bean rice and cheese burritos on Tuesday nights. So it's like you have to have that balance, right? And that obviously has nothing to do with working out, but everything to do with your diet, which is ninety percent of how you look, honestly. And that's a fact. Yes. So <clears throat> with that being said, I, I'm kind of a comer and goer when it comes to uh, working out with classes and at the gym. It, it depends on the day. It depends on the mood. I definitely like staying active and staying fit. So it's like I want to go ahead and do a spin class, you know, one or two times a week. But I'm also kind of like supplementing that on the side. I'm, I'm pretty – when it comes to like figuring out my workout schedule, it's kind of on the fly. You know, I wish I could say I had a better routine. I used to. When I was in college – especially my senior year, it was we're going to get up, we're going to go to the gym, or we're going to do something active, and then we're going to go to class, and then you know shower, go to class, do my thing. As I graduated and got my first job, it quickly became I'm going to move this to the afternoon and get a full eight hours sleep. Because when you graduate, you're still staying up late, you're still hanging out with friends, you're still going out, 
you need that six, seven, eight hours of sleep. And typically, for me at least, it was kind of push it until you really had to get ready and then jump in the shower and then go to work. And then I would go yep. to the gym. Now, yep. I have a lot more flexibility in my schedule, which I love. So I can actually go to the gym in the morning. I can go during the day if I want to. I can go in the afternoon or at night. I love that. I think that's how life should be. I think you should kind of listen to your body a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously, you should listen to your body a lot of bit. But at the same time, too, it's you know it's good to be in a regimen. It's good to be in a cycle. I think that's something I'm going to push myself to get back into. I've been very intentional these past two weeks. Also, if you're listening right now, quick plug to intentions, man. I have been putting so much shit out into the world and how much good shit has come back just by thinking about it and putting out positive vibes. I can't even tell you. I'm not here to preach. I'm here to just tell you firsthand. It's been fucking great. And if you're not, I highly encourage you to do it. Rewind. Back to fitness. Been staying in shape. I've been enjoying it. And uh, yeah, man, here we are. I don't see myself being a personal trainer, though. I'll tell you that. Hey, man, it's a hard road. And look, even me, I'm, I'm really not a personal trainer. I, I mean, I'm still certified, but I'm, I'm not actively teaching. No, yeah, you're kind of a simp. Anybody. It's okay. I, already, I, I am. It, it happens. Sometimes you got a simp, you know? Priorities. But no, yeah, intentions right. are actually a really good point that you brought up because I think it, 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 it plays right in hand with what fitness journey is sure. supposed to be you know if you want to really commit to it and drive yourself to the gym because let's face it you're gonna wake up some days you don't want to fucking go work out no hey i wake up every day i don't really want to go fucking work out and, mm-hmm. and it gets harder the closer you get to that peak of whatever it is in your mind the closer you get to it the harder and mm-hmm. the longer it takes to really you know shave off those last couple inches or pounds to get to the place where it's like hey I'm finally fucking happy. And mm-hmm. you know what? I'm here to give somebody a little bit of truth from a personal trainer himself. <laughs> you're, you're never going to be satisfied 100%. Mm-hmm. You're never going to reach it. You can take steroids. You can go from being 300 pounds to 100 pounds. Listen, the best thing you can do for yourself is wake up every day, look in the mirror, say, I love you for how you are right now, but I know that you can be a little bit better. And then I you try you. to get better. You know, and you you take an intentional approach. You you think a little bit more about what you want to eat. Mm-hmm. You think a little bit more about what you want to do, and you you vary it up, and yeah. you you, you kind of just do what you can to stay in that rhythm. But question for you, sure. okay? So I love what you said about the fact that we've got some more time and some flexibility in our days, and I, and I know the same. I, I actually I think that. while we're on this topic too, I think we're going to continue to have more and more of that. My buddy's a big proponent of. Having the four day work week, the four tens, I call it. As staffing in healthcare, we got the three twelves, the five eights, and the four tens. So the three different schedules you can have in healthcare. I think we're gonna be moving to the four tens, if not the four eights, and having a shorter and each day being shorter in and of itself. But that's a little bit further down the line. I don't necessarily know if every industry is gonna have that, but yes, continue. We have a lot more flexibility right now. Yeah, so I guess my question for you is do you think that that flexibility, while it's amazing that you can vary when you go? Is that a problem for you in sticking to a routine because you're not time forced? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say before. Is, is like that's one reason why you know when it comes to intentions, putting things out into the world about being more diligent when it comes to a routine. I like being structured. I do, but for the first time in my life, man, I am able to get to do what I want when I want, and that's not necessarily me being like, oh, big dick, like I could fucking go do whatever my work everywhere I want. That's not what I'm trying to say. When you have the flexibility to go into an office or not go into an office, I can work from home, I can work from my cube, and when you have that flexibility, man, it really opens up a lot of doors for you to not only um, 
be able to build your schedule the way that you want it each and every day, but just feel more comfortable, dude. I can't even tell you how much stress I feel like is taken off my shoulders simply because of the fact that I don't necessarily have to be at a specific place at a specific time. I kind of get to choose that. Now, like yeah. I said, dude, I like to be regimented, so I do miss the days, you know, where I'd I'd put on I put on some business casual suit. And then I'd go into work, and I'm there by 8 o'clock, and then I have my gym bag with me and my protein shit in my bag, go to the gym at 5.30, I'm home by 7 cooking dinner. I do miss those days too. And so what I'm trying to get at is, is like, I think I go through periods where it's like, yes, I've got this fluid, casual schedule, and then other weeks I kind of go like, oh my god, cold turkey, like, i got to go to the gym four times this week, and i got to bring my bag with me to work, and I'm going to go right after work, and I'm going to go to the office every single day. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of figuring out. And I think also, too, the fact that we're only 25 years old and we're still kind of figuring out this corporate lifestyle along with trying to figure out our social lifestyle and every other thing, too, it's a work in progress. It's not going to be perfect. Just like you said, like it's, everything's it's, – it's not finalized. You're never going to be happy or satisfied. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's funny, too, because it, what you're talking about brings to mind another thing as well for me, which is you're in an interesting – Situation because you live on the West Coast and in an area where pretty much all year round the weather doesn't affect. Like you're still able to go literally a hundred percent of the time, dude. I think it's rained twice this year. Yeah, right, exactly, and that's a problem for that's a different kind of issue. But droughts, um, the, yeah, the lack of rain. We're not, we're not going to go there, but rain. you know, I think about my psychology and the more so the psychology of how I approach exercise. And I noticed that it's seasonal for me because I live in an area where seven, eight mm-hmm. months of the year, it's pretty cold. It's so it's like, you know, when you're cooped up inside and you're not able to do as much and be as social as you would be, you know, say during the spring or the summer, you start to enter into kind of a different sort of daily structure and routine. And I find for me, having those cold winter months are actually a benefit to my regimen because mm-hmm. I find myself saying, all right, well, I'm not going to go out and drink on a Tuesday night because it's literally brick outside. It's two degrees. Mm-hmm. But I am going to go and work out or, you know, I'm not brick. drinking as frequently. Right. Brick. Yeah. Brick. brick. It's, it is actual brick. It feels like a brick is punching you. You walk outside. In the brick. Yeah. Yeah. No. Everywhere. You, brick. It's you interesting. In I never thought about how having seasons i mean that's true too i mean i think back to high school right where you had certain sports worked out at certain times or indoors or outdoors you have to think about all that kind of shit that's not something that you have to really think about here which i definitely take for granted at some times but i always try to remind myself of how like lucky i am to be able to have this kind of weather but here's the other thing too not everybody wants this weather which is fine like i miss the seasons there's a lot of times of the year where i'm like shit like i miss when it's breezy in the fall and like the leaves are crunching beneath my feet and like i can go to like a a football game and you know you could do that out here too it's just not the same you know that new england vibe you definitely miss that at times too um not that i want to shovel snow fucking hate that i used to do landscaping i mean it's a great workout but i mean like if you're also shoveling snow in the winter for the landscaping company that sucks hard you don't want to do that if you're listening right now and you're younger don't shovel snow for money it's not worth it um but yeah i mean actually it's it pays pretty well it's pretty worth it so just so do it but suck it up um but seriously man i think uh I think, yeah, I mean, it is it is seasonal for you. I think that for me, I have a little more flexibility, uh, which is two interesting takes to kind of take on this topic. But um, here, here's one thing that I wanted to ask you about. I don't know if this is a thing out in Boston, but San Diego has this thing called Class Pass. You ever heard of something called a Class Pass? Yeah, I'm intrigued. Go on. I'm sure you could probably figure out what it is. So essentially what it is is this company, whatever they do, whoever they are, Class Pass, shout out to you. We're not sponsored by you, but if you want to send us a DM, we'll, we'll gladly take your money. <laughs> um, if 
if you want to go ahead and sign up for this membership, what you would do is you go to their website, put in your bullshit information, and then essentially what happens is ClassPass has a partnership with all of these other local class types of workouts around San Diego. It's F45, it's Spark Cycle, it's Soul Cycle, it's Climber Mountain Gyms R Us, whatever it might be, right? Climber Mountain Gyms R Us. We're not sponsored by them either, <laughs> but if you want to, you could pay us. Um, that's not even a real gym. But essentially what you could do is you get credits. You get like 10, 20 credits per month, and you can buy the number of credits. And each class costs a certain amount of credits. So you deposit those coins, those credits, into that class, and you could try different things. That's a pretty unique idea and a pretty neat business model. They got anything out there like that in Boston or that area? So they don't, and I, here's the reason why. Maybe you start so it. a lot of – yeah, I know, right? To go figure, I'm about to poach that idea and make a ton of money. Dylan Pass. Yeah, Dylan Bezos. Call me that in fucking <laughs> 10 years. Uh, but no, so I think the reason that that doesn't exist here is because I think that there's a lot of people who are tired of the commercial gyms and the commercial restraint yeah. of you know being a member at one of those gyms. And I think that that restricts people's ability to do something like that. We would need more of a community of like independent businesses, I think. And I have seen some of this, like yeah. um, influencers promoting others and allowing this kind of um, class pass deal that you mentioned. Yeah. The reason I think it hasn't really taken off here is because, you know, I think that there's just not enough of an infrastructure to support something like I was that. Ask. And, yeah. and people get really specialized on stuff. Like I, I am the kind of person like variety spice of life, right? I like to have a bunch of options and try different things, but. Some people are, are, are um, very averse to that change and, and yeah. want to kind of do the things that they love, which is total respect for that. I, I can appreciate it. Uh, but I also think that, you know, with that comes this sort of niche world that each of these mm-hmm. independent like business owners are kind of falling into. It's like I am a CrossFit gym. I am a cycling gym. I'm a mm-hmm. rowing gym. I'm a fucking gym gym. Mm-hmm. Like all of these people realize that it's really hard to be good at a lot of things, mm-hmm. but it's really easy to be really good at one or two things. Right. So, you know, I look at Broncor, for example, and they do group exercise classes and they do these hit trainings and all this stuff. And they do a really good job of varying their, their class schedule. But if you're going to Broncor, you're doing like – some sort of weights, you're doing some sort of like ski machines or rowing machines and you're getting a total body mix of like hit and weights. So mm-hmm. they're really good at that at type specializing of in that kind of workout. Right. Yeah, and I think that that with the money, you know, cuz at, at the end of the day these are businesses. Like they're in this to yeah. make money. So it's like if you're not able to maximize your profits and you're cutting into your margin by buying all this different equipment or having to bring on all these different instructors with different specializations, it makes your bottom line skyrocket. Mm-hmm. So it's a business thing at the end of the day. And yeah, Boston's not short of money and there's definitely not short of people who want to fucking throw money at you, mm-hmm. especially in that world. But yeah. I just think that that's really where a lot of it comes is it's just not practical. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the barrier of entry f- to try all these different classes is so low that you might as well just like go and spend $15 uh-huh. on a drop-in class, you know? 100%. All right, Dylan, before we get going here for tonight, I had a little bit of a, a, little bit of a bit I wanted to leave our, our listeners with mm. here tonight. I want you to tell me, just because I think one part of the gym that, that terrifies a lot of people, maybe some people I've talked to, maybe a little bit myself, maybe people you know too, what do you wear to the gym? I feel like there's a lot here we can talk about because – there are a variety of costumes, and literally, let me tell you, man, costumes, fucking costumes that I see people wear to the gym. No judgment. Hey, man, you want to wear that to the gym and you're comfortable in it? Go for it. 
I can't tell you how I would be comfortable in Etnies sneakers and parachute pants and a freaking t-shirt hanging out of my ankles with a Starbucks venti iced coffee. Literally, dude, I've seen people drinking iced coffee from Donuts, and I literally can't even fathom that you would wear you would wear that or have that at the gym. What do you wear to the gym? What is an ideal outfit? Let's talk about from the male's perspective because that's what we specialize in. We're men. Let's talk about that. What do you wear? Absolutely. So I got three major fits that I always go to. And it all depends on the kind of workout and the kind of day that I'm having, okay? I've got my basic bitch fit, which is I'm going to the gym and I'm wearing, just like you see me now, for anyone who can't see me, I'm wearing a tank top. I'm wearing a tank top and I'm wearing a pair of Lululemon shorts. They're fantastic. I, I wear the ones with the liners in them. They're a little short, so I get a little bit of fucking leg, a little bit of quad action. Are we five-inch yeah. inseam or seven-inch inseam? What are we doing? <laughs> oh, I mean uh, – I'm a little bit of a hardo. I, I got the five inch on right oh, now. Love that. Um, I love yeah. that for you. Very, very chubby esque. Uh, but no, so I, I rep, I rep a tank and a nice pair of short shorts. If I'm trying to do like a total body or whatever, you know, I'm doing a little bit of upper body. I want to, I want to show off the pythons. Um, then I've got my outfit number two, and that's my let's get down to business outfit. Okay, mm-hmm. that's like I'm going down there. I'm going down to the gym. I'm going. I'm doing strictly arms. I'm not doing any kind of upper body. All I got is arms, arms, and more arms on the regimen. Arm farm. Welcome to the arm I'm, farm. I'm wearing a pair of fucking nice fit joggers, preferably Lulu, but I dabble a little bit in some other brands. Yeah. Um, and I'm absolutely going cut sleeve, cut off. Mm-hmm. Basically, a fucking loincloth for your chest is what I'm wearing. Okay. <laughs> I want as little clothes on my upper body yeah. as possible because I'm trying to get a pump mm-hmm. and I'm trying to go to the fucking bar mm-hmm. and hang out with my girlfriend, not mm-hmm. hit on women. I know that's where you thought I was going. You thought he was going to say that but he loves his girlfriend continue i do love you um the third fit the third and final fit and this is the most dangerous one this is my fucking heavy metal mm-hmm. 80s thrasher scene like i'm going in there to pick heavy shit up and put it down mm-hmm. i'm rep i'm repping a, a sleeved graphic band tee mm-hmm. i'm repping some fucking like beat disgusting poofy fucking pants and I'm wearing literal flat sole vans, bro. And I'm going in there to deadlift the fucking rails mm-hmm. off that gym, bro. I want motherfuckers hearing me going, oi, 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 from fucking three buildings over, okay? So those are my three Those are my three gym fits. I absolutely love them. They're my go-tos. If you want to see what I'm repping, I'll fucking send photos to the fans of the podcast. Whatever the fuck you want. Now it's your turn. Go. We love that. Let's go ahead and send it out for the rest of the night. We're going to hit 30 minutes right here. You know, we keep it between 25 and 30. And maybe we'll go a little bit more flex than that in the future but that's what we're trying to keep it at but thanks again for listening you know where to find us i don't gotta tell you whitehorn out take care